بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Brothers and sisters, Jazakumullah uh, khairan for your participation, for your attendance tonight. Um, we welcome you to Hezbollah Tahrir Australia's online Friday night lectures. Um, and of course, goes without saying that tonight's lecture will focus on the recent developments out of Afghanistan. Um, we have with us a couple of, of, of our guests, our members of Hezbollah Tahrir, who have joined us for tonight's discussion, Brother Abu Anas and Brother Wasim Jarehi. Barakallahu feekum for your time. Um, the events out of Afghanistan have, of course, shocked uh, many. They have come as a surprise to many. And at the same time, um, they are, are perhaps uh, an expected course of outcome for others. Uh, what we want to look at tonight, inshallah, is the events themselves, um, the developments themselves, how such developments have been interpreted and represented by mainstream media all around the world um, and then finally what we can expect so of course we have our, our guests will offer some insights and some analysis into what we can expect um, the course of action to take in terms of um, the Taliban in terms of America um, and in terms of some of the surrounding superpowers and some of the surrounding states around the world uh, of the region so we'll get, inshallah, right into the discussion, and we hope you benefit and enjoy tonight's discussion. Um, Abu Anas, inshallah, we'll start with you. Um, we, the, the world's witnessed what's happened in Afghanistan, and I think it's fair to say that um, there have been millions in Afghanistan and perhaps hundreds of millions of Muslims all around the world that have rejoiced, that have celebrated um, the removal the withdrawal of america from afghanistan um how do you see the recent events in afghanistan bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in thank you for having me and salam for everyone who is following us today uh, okay, you spoke uh, about millions of Muslims who was happy to what has happened in Afghanistan. For sure, we are among those Muslims who was and is and will be happy with what, what has happened. Uh, end of the day, what has happened uh, 20 years ago, something has happened in America. Still, no one knows exactly who, what's behind, what has happened. But for sure, still, if you go to the maximum and you agree, with America, uh, 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 let me say, announcement, who is behind it, uh, imagine that's true, I will take it as it is. But for sure, no one can say that Al-Qaeda, when they have done what they have done, they have asked the people in Afghanistan, they have done a consultation with Afghani people. No one will say that. But the superpower, America, with B-52, with the whole power which they have, they have attacked Afghanistan, the poor country, the poorest country in the world, maybe. And they invade Pakistan, uh, sorry, Afghanistan, to say, want to have revenge to what has happened in America. And for sure, that in itself was really a very, very heavy message to the every single human being in the world. How those people, poor people in Afghanistan, pay a price for something which they have nothing to do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing to do. Still, if you want to make revenge, to have revenge, it was other ways. For sure, I don't agree with it. But imagine if that's the case. There is many cases, many things to do, you know, away from killing thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, make them refugees, destroy their, destroy their villages, and then invade the country. That's why we as a Muslim, we know the injustice of America, the West, uh, toward us Muslims. Uh, Afghanistan is not the first one. Uh, we have many many examples in the last at least one century. So for sure, what has happened to this humiliation to, the, to America after 20 years of occupation, every single Muslim was happy with it. That's the general or the, 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 the mainstream reaction, natural reaction. Every Muslim celebrated. Uh, uh, and that was what, what's sharing us as Muslims around the world. But in the same time, there are two points to be happy about it. And the other point is 
skeptical about the political analyzing. Yep. And no one from those two points should cancel the other. And no one is in clash with the other. That means, while we, as have, we are happy to what has happened in humiliation to America and power and, 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 and push them to withdraw uh, from Afghanistan, I think there's something stable and that is uh, uh, an issue which we are all sharing. But, and that's a positive thing. But in the same time, to be skeptical about political analyzing, to be worried what can be behind, what bomb time had America left behind them in Afghanistan, what they are planning, what they can, uh, let me say, achieve, what they was not able military to achieve, they can achieve through politics. Here, to be worried about that doesn't mean I cancel the first one. No, no, still we are happy to what has happened in America and what has happened in America is a great thing, big thing. It will have consequences in the future 100% and we will see it very soon. And I will come to some uh, Western reaction on what has happened. Yeah. But, that's one point I want to start with it. But if we go in political analyzing, does it mean we are not in, uh, we, we cancel the first one? No, it's not. Uh, uh, to, to, to show in the opposite side, in, in the West in general, the mainstream in, in, in the West, in America, in Europe, especially, I think it was absolutely opposite. They all agree, politician, thinker, uh, mainstream people, average people on, 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 on the street, they describe that as a humiliation of the superpower, America. And they, and, 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 and here, if I want to quote, I can really just to quote something to show how the reaction of the West in general. The Washington Post, we know what's Washington Post, the 15th of, 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 of August, they say the humiliation of the West in Afghanistan is now complete. They say, again, something else, democracy across the world is in crisis. They say again, yes, the Kabul withdrawal is a, a disaster. If you go to some German newspaper, Zu Deutsche Zeitung, they say America has never faced humiliation or loss after Vietnam like this one. And then in Denmark, the politician, uh, politician in, in, in Denmark, it's a newspaper, uh, again, they say Afghanistan is the biggest uh, loss uh, for America after Vietnam. Go to Italian, the, uh, La Repubblica. They say the Taliban take the power again, took the power again, is a victory for all jihadists around the world. And uh, take uh, the Tsurish, uh, in, 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 uh, the, the new Tsurish Zeitung in Switzerland, they say America lose its uh, crit credible... Uh, credibility. Yeah, sorry? Credibility. Credibility. And it's if, if effect in the region. The Times uh, in, in England, they say we have to fight again to defend our model, the Western model in the world. Go to uh, uh, French, uh, the, 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 the Liberation. Uh, uh, Taliban victory, quick victory, is really has damaged or destroyed the concept of uh, enforcing the Western democracy uh, on, on, on other regions. Uh, uh, and, and many politicians in, in, in Britain, the prime minister in Germany, everywhere, they have really said the same. That's the politician, that's the thinker, that's the newspaper. On the ground, there is a hit in their heart. There is no two yeah. points, just one point, humiliation and loss. And for sure, on superpower like America, to have that one, uh, we will speak maybe later, it yeah. will have really big consequences, it will take time, but we will see it, we will witness it, inshallah ta'ala. Inshallah. Thank you very much for that introductory comments. Um, I note, you know, your point about um, the way that this has been interpreted and represented in mainstream media around the world. Um, and I completely agree with you. I've seen um, on every single newspaper channel and their, and their um, um, you know, their channels online on social media, not just the, not just the reports, but then also the comments that come through as well. Um, you know, they talk about, um, we would never have faced this humiliation under Trump. And then, you know, they're in a mess. I saw the Republican conference. They came out after the conference and they were saying that, you know, the deal itself um, and everything that's come after it has left us in a weak position. So, like, 
right from the top all the way through to the mainstream, there's been that conversation. Well, Sim, I want to ask you, um, America would have known surely that it, when it's leaving, that this is how the conversation, this is the conversation that would have taken place. And, you know, America doesn't like the idea that the world considers it having been defeated by the Taliban. So just from that angle, like, you know, how do you think that that sits with America's strategy to withdraw, knowing that that's what the public opinion would be? Uh, first of all, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Um, can I just say at the very, at the very inception, uh, whilst we are going to discuss the events in Afghanistan and, and its recent developments, um, I would remind um, us all as Muslims that we are not just political observers as if we are um, looking at things from the sideline um, to the extent that we don't feel that we are part of this part of this historical process. Um, we are witnessing what the world is witnessing, but we look at it through a very particular lens, not for the purpose just as of, of observation, but for the purpose of uh, in, informing our what should already be a pre-existing activism to influence the outcome of these things. Uh, we're not just there on the sidelines observing as if we are just Western um, observers. On the point that you mentioned, uh, what really pains us about a lot of the commentary to date is the magnitude of the historical erasure around the events in Afghanistan, uh, the rewriting of the history, the attempt to obfuscate, the attempt to, to wipe away the crimes of America and its allies for the last 20 years in Afghanistan and, of course, in other places. America has been humbled on many, many fronts. The military defeat is but one of them. If we take our mind back to what inspired the invasion of Afghanistan, that yes, the events of September 11 were its um, immediate um, precipice, but the, the, the ideology that drove it, the political thinking that drove it was that America wanted to establish for itself a very unipolar world where it, it by itself determined the affairs of the world and it wanted to inscribe for itself the ability to march wherever it wills for whatever purpose at whatever cost and it did away with the former USSR and it even wanted to do away which we saw with Afghanistan and Iraq even with international bodies that itself formed like the United Nations so it wanted to remove the shackles over it that uh, that served sometimes as an obstacle to its, uh, to its machinations around the world. Uh, and it launched, based on that neoconservative view of the world, uh, the attacks, uh, the occupation of Afghanistan and later with Iraq, and then subsequently in other places. Um, 20 years later, America is not the unipolar power of the world. Um, other powers have emerged stronger and not weaker. America has emerged weaker, not stronger. There have been many developments in the last two decades that have caused great headache for America. The financial crisis is one. The internal divisions in America, another, that have come to the boil. Um, it's disastrous efforts in Afghanistan and in Iraq, um, the Arab uprisings, and many other events around the world, even COVID, that has brought America to its knees and demonstrated the, the limits of American hegemony, um, both inside and outside of America. Uh, all of these events when considered through the lens of Afghanistan, demonstrated the magnitude to which America uh, America has fallen on in terms of its global standing. Uh, whilst, as Abu Anas comments, we are all happy over the fact that America has been defeated militarily in Afghanistan, has not been able to achieve the purpose for which it, it occupied that country. Uh, but that doesn't suggest for a moment that America has no ability or has no power or is not seeking to save uh, what, what little it can given the disastrous condition in which it finds itself. Um, so in this sense, we need to express a level of caution that whilst America could not take Afghanistan militarily, it could not secure it militarily, it could not build it on the basis of its military occupation, it could not establish a, a, uh, a compliant population um, within Afghanistan in the, in the, and in the region, it doesn't mean it doesn't possess other elements. And those elements, of course, um, first and foremost, are 
some of the uh, the Asian rulers in the surrounding countries, which in this case predominantly is Pakistan. And we saw historically, we know historically of the links between Pakistan and the Taliban. Um, and we know even to this day the extent to which they still establish uh, or maintain some level of control over the Taliban. Uh, Turkey, for instance, has um, attempted to replace America's position in Afghanistan in some ways, for instance, in securing Kabul airport. Um, America has sought to negotiate not the, the removal of its intelligence apparatus or its military apparatus in the region, but merely to relocate them. And it is, it is rushing to secure alternative locations in Central Asian countries, for instance. So it's not as if America is walking away completely from Afghanistan. It's just on the military front, it has no option. It is a broken country. It is immensely indebted. It is beset by its own internal problems. And there are a pack of hyenas ready to, to pounce on America, given its historical weakness. So given all these events, it's important for us to realize that whilst we are celebrating the removal of American military presence in the region, uh, in, that, in that part of the, the region, uh, it does not necessarily follow that it, that it, um, that it means the, uh, the removal of the American presence in that part of the world. And I think that distinction needs to be made very clear and, of course, will be teased out uh, throughout the, the course well, of this discussion. Thank you very much. Um, I like the way you've um, sort of realigned the focus of that, but um, I specifically want to, you know, I, I, it resonates with me this point that you mentioned about the broken nature of American, um, you know, what was once considered grand imperialism, walking around the earth with impunity, doing what they wish, that aside from everything else with COVID and all the other problems in finances, in the military arena, has also brought it to its knees. Um, and along those lines, I wanted to mention this statistic I recently came across, which is um, a new report on the U.S. military deaths of service personnel since 9-11 is, is, is at around 7,057 service members have died since 9-11. But the rate of suicide among service personnel is 30,177, four times, more than four times the number of people who have died as U.S. service personnel have actually committed suicide. Um, and this is talking about Afghanistan alone, who are people who have died in Afghanistan or have died since returning from Afghanistan. Um, and that's not counting the billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars that the U.S. government is spending on trying to now take care of that problem that they have created. So, you know, you try and present one solution as an imperialist nation, but it branches out into a whole host of other problems for them. So I think that's very well documented and it's worth pointing out. But I want to return, um, I think um, towards the end of the, the event, I do want to talk a little bit more about Pakistan and so forth. But before we get there, if we return home to Afghanistan for a minute, Abu Anas, um, I want to talk about the Taliban because obviously they're the focus of attention at the moment. Um, I want to ask you, what challenges do you think the Taliban um, could face and will have to face, um, given the fact that they've just taken over and, you know, several nations are hawkishly, you know, um, surveying them um, and waiting on the next move? Um, what challenges are faced by the Taliban in these immediate coming weeks and, and months? Uh, good. This is, I think, the main, the main issue. Now, let us say what has happened happened we cannot now retain it but how can i deal with it yani, just let me mention something uh, there is an agreement between america and, and taliban have been signed done we know it it is already uh, uh, announced uh, maybe there are secret points not announced but let us speak with what has been revealed the doha agreement you mean yes the doha agreement uh, in, 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 in february uh, 2020 yep. okay there is agreement. I don't want to discuss. It shouldn't happen. It was wrong to do it because America really was already by leaving Afghanistan. They just tried to find out not to leave it without any price. Yeah, and we have so many news. Yeah, just I can mention one. Wazir al-Dafa'at to America, the, the American uh, for ex-foreign minister, Robert Gates, he say he has a book and uh, Al-Wajib, the, 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 the Al-Wajib uh, is the, the duty. He say, we should left 2003. 
2019, the Washington Post make a comment said, America, three, three ex-presidents, they have lied to, 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 to our nation. They, they, they have hidden the, 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 the truth. And they have, let me say, hide the information about Afghanistan. They make it security. Yep. And they went to the court, three years fighting the court, until they revealed something. In those, uh, what has been revealed, show that America, they know we have lost the war. We cannot achieve our aims. We change it from the first one, first aim, revenge with Taliban, with, with Al-Qaeda, and uh, not to, that, that not happened to us again from Afghanistan. We move to, uh, to use Afghanistan as a model of democratic state. We lost that one. And then they move it to change the Afghani education, their religion, way of life. Yeah. We lost it. And they move to use Afghanistan for the geopolitics effect, uh, China, uh, Russia, Iran, Pakistan, and, 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 and India. Yeah. And then they move from M to M. One of the leaders, military leaders, he said, we don't know what to do, what our what our aim in Afghanistan. And you know, if you send army to any country and they don't know exactly what to achieve, they don't know their aim, they will lose a matter of time. Yes. I want to say the Americans know we have to leave military, but they was patient to achieve something politically. And uh, when we come to the issue of Taliban, that's why what makes us worry and America's enemy was, is, will be always, as long as America's there is enemy. And we should not underestimate their uh, ability. We should not uh, look to them as they have lost that mean, as Wasim mentioned. It doesn't mean losing military, you lose politically. Maybe you put some time bombs in Afghanistan to win again. That's why here, Wasim, what challenges uh, Taliban? If we take the examples in the last century, as Muslim Islamic movement, Mujahideen, brave people, they have fought the, 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 the invaders. And they were so brave around Muslim world. And they successfully done many great things. But if we look to them politically, they all have lost. In the, in, in the, in the new time, in the new time, look in Syria, how much, how many. In Iraq was resistance to the Americans. Go to the, the, the uprising in Egypt. Again, the outcome is nothing. Go to Tunisia. Go to Sudan before. Go to uh, Somalia before. I want to say, we go to the Mujahideen in Afghanistan when they have fought bravely against Russia, Soviet Union, and they won the, the struggle. They won a great struggle with the, one of the big power, uh, Soviet Union. But politically, after they won the struggle, military, Soviet Union has to withdraw. Soviet Union destroyed. But what has happened to the Mujahideen? They have lost politically. They start fighting against each other, and they have all kicked out, and, and Taliban prepared by, by, by Pakistan and, and, and replaced them. But here the challenges is we really urge on our brother in Taliban to not, the first point is you are an Islamic movement. You kept in the whole 20 years saying we are Muslims. And that's a great thing. They have not really, let me say, they don't dance on, on, on democracy. They refuse the whole concept. And that was a great thing. They still say we are Muslims and we are attached to Islam. And implementing was, Quran and Sunnah, they say that explicitly. Exactly. And that was one of the great things where many of movement before, in, 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 in what I have mentioned, they try to, to twist the wars and uh, to play on the wars and to, 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 to change in the Islamic concept. To, to, to get the, the, the Western uh, acceptance. Taliban not. And I want to say that's your strength. That's your strength. The kuffar will play on that. That's the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is, are you going to stay on that and to implement the Sharia as it is? Now I speak about in Afghanistan. I don't speak about Khilafah. I don't speak about in Afghanistan itself. Are you going to implement the Sharia as it is? And in, it is comprehensive way. That's one. Here, if you do it, you will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will please the Muslims who are waiting, awaiting for something with you, for you. If you move from that away and you implement something else, it's a matter of time, one, two, three, four, five years, you will lose the support of, for sure for Allah, you, from Allah you will lose it and from the Ummah you will lose it. And among yourself will be divisions. And that's where the kuffar are gambling. They will do pressure economical, political, security, uh, 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 surrounding you uh, uh, from 
everywhere that they push you away from Islam. And that's the biggest risk which you are facing, the biggest risk. If you start losing your supporter on the ground, yourself, your own fighter, here you have lost, just a matter of time. The second one, the main people on the street, are you going to send a message for them? This country, this state, will be not Taliban state, it's the Ummah state. It's, let me say, in Afghanistan, you establish a state in Afghanistan, send a message that everyone in Afghanistan has a position in that state. But it doesn't mean you have a position if you are a secular, no. If you are enemy of Islam, for sure not. If you are an, an, an agent of the Kuffar, for sure you have no place. I speak about sincere Muslim, and they are all sincere Muslim. And here you have to open the door for all sincere Muslim. That state is mine. You have a position here. It's yeah. not it's not occupied by just your own followers or your own vision or your own madhab. Here you, you that's a big challenge that the ummah feel it is mine. If you lose that one and you isolate yourself and the ummah look it is Taliban state again everyone will take himself away from it, just start watching, and he will appoint to any mistake you are doing, make it big, and end of the day, they all will turn against you. Yeah. Then here, go to the Ummah, anyone who has knowledge, you have a position, anyone who is specialist, you have a, a, a position in this country, open the country. And take Islam as wide. Okay, I know Taliban is a Hanafi madhab. Again, not against any madhab. All madhab are Islam. But don't, you know, rule with one madhab. Leave the other, the Shafi'i, the Maliki, whatever, you know. As individual Muslim, leave them do their own madhahab. Don't worry about the individual issues. The, the, the law is one law, yes, no problem. But the individual leave the people within wide Islam. Don't put the people under, 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 uh, let me say, pressure, where the kuffar will use it against. Thirdly, the kuffar successfully put you under the pressure of that the international society, between two brackets, recognize you or not. This shouldn't be a worry for you at all, zero. Any people who fight against occupation in the first one, two, three years, it will be so good that you have no relation with, with, with the rest of the world. Walk inside. Don't worry about the international acceptance. Anyway, that is, a, that is a poison. You should ignore it at all. In China itself, the great China, how many years the international society don't, don't, don't accept it. it. It was not in the UN. They, they talk Formosa, whatever uh, they call Taiwan. They, they agree with Taiwan, not with China. But yeah. then don't, don't make that as a worry. What the international uh, uh, society... Uh, Seeking the legitimacy of the international uh, community. And then yeah. there is a big issue of, 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 of civil war. Civil war will be based on two things. Uh, 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 on, on, on national issues. This is Uzbeki, Tajiki, this is uh, 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 Bashton, this is kill this one by pure Islam. Pure Islam implementation in your message, in your says, in your action. Pure Islam, you will kill it. Everyone feel it is the deen. It's Islam. I don't deal with Uzbek or Tajik, I deal with Muslims. That's a big issue. Uh, 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 if you do that, and uh, uh, okay, I know that they give uh, uh, they give afu um, afu uh, pardon to everyone. It's great, it's Islamically, but not to the big agent. Still, if you give them pardon, but don't put them in positions. There's a different to, to do pardon. Okay, that's the different issue. You will you you will take the decision about it. But to put them in the leadership, that's a killing issue. That's, they are agent, and they will be always agent, and they are time bombs inside the governments. Anyway, I hear today there's a clash between them, Taliban, and Abdullah Abdullah and Karazai, and they put them in house arrest. I'm not sure with that news, yeah, but yeah. it was news today. I well, hope I they to, not... I wanted to ask a little bit along those lines, like, um, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the role of America and the international community trying to cause internal divisions to bring Taliban down from within. Yes. Um, former the former CIA director very recently came out and said that there will likely be a civil war in Afghanistan. So it's hinting in that direction as well. Um, but you know all these players. You've got Ahmad Shah Massoud in the north Afghanistan. Um, you've actually had you know um, he had to flee. Otherwise, Dostum would probably be part of the picture as well. 
Um, but, you know, agents like Karzai um, and Ashraf Ghani and these people, there's, there's a lot of players who are looking for different outcomes here. Um, um, Wasim, how can you, how can we sort of interpret the significance of maintaining that focus for the Taliban to not get caught up in the divisions of it all? Well, this is the other side to what Awanas was just mentioning. Um, Awanas is referring to those things that the Taliban needs to do in order to progress forward. Um, what they need to be cautious of is, of course, the hand of America and other kuffar um, within Afghanistan and, and within countries surrounding Afghanistan. And there are three main elements here. The first, of course, is um, the existence of American intelligence apparatus within Afghanistan and outside of Afghanistan. Um, in the surrounding countries. And we know as we all woke up this morning, um, we know that there is um, not just a low value placed on human life when it comes to American policy, but an absolute zero value placed on human life. And of course, 20 years of occupation tells us um, that there is zero ounce of humanity in any American policy and they already to kill, as we all witness, hundreds of thousands in order to further their political objectives. So that's the first thing. The second thing, of course, is um, America didn't depart Afghanistan completely. It departed militarily. And that means it still has its people inside, by and large. Um, you mentioned uh, characters like um, like Karzai and Abdullah Abdullah and um, uh, Shah Masood and, and, and others. And there are others. Um, Taliban really need to rest their head. They need to keep them close and keep them um, away from elements of power where they can do the damage that America no doubt will ask of them if the situation demands it. Um, the other side of that, of course, is there are surrounding countries that have historically served as American uh, agents in the region. And the biggest one here, of course, is Pakistan when you refer to Afghanistan. Um, and America only accepted to leave Afghanistan militarily because it was very comfortable in the fact that Amer that Pakistan still maintained a very significant element of control over the Taliban, given its historical ties and its historical and contemporary ties. So it needs to very seriously um, deal cautiously with the sur its surrounding neighbours, given their historical role as agents of kuffar and agents of destruction. Uh, the last point is Afghanistan has been handed arguably one of the poorest, most destroyed, most um, poorly uh, um, infrastructured countries in the world. Um, very little industry, even though it has huge potential, agricultural, um, mineral and, and things like that. Um, but Afghanistan is a landlocked country and Afghanistan is just one part of a, of a, of a wider region. And the Taliban very urgently need to extend the overtures to surrounding Muslims uh, such that they feel that they are part of the same Islamist project. Um, so they need to be encouraging policies, actions, words that uh, gradually erode the borders that were written for us. Um, and specifically, that means the border between Afghanistan and Pakistan and the border between Afghanistan and Central Asia. That is its most immediate priority to extend overtures to indicate to the Muslims that they will not regard them or recognize them as foreign subjects, but indeed as part of the body of Muslims. Um, now, this is not magically going to happen overnight, and no one is unrealistic in the fact that this will transpire overnight, but they need to extend overtures because, very simply put, Afghanistan in and of itself could not survive given uh, the, the magnitude of the challenges that it faces. It could not survive alone. It needs the support of the surrounding Muslims. It needs the intellectual resources in Pakistan. It needs the natural resources in Central Asia. It needs access to water that Pakistan can provide. It needs, it needs a whole host of things which itself cannot provide. Um, and this is a situation for any Muslim country, which alone may serve, yes, as an impetus for things, but in the long run could not serve as an independent source of things. And so those three considerations need to be factored in. Um, in terms of how we want to move forward and removing those obstacles or at the very least mitigating the consequences of those obstacles given that, as Awana suggests, America has left behind these time bombs which they will not hesitate to use if this situation demands. I, I, I want to just ask something um, 
I'm going to detract a little bit from the conversation, but Abu Anas, just it just struck me. I want to ask for your thoughts on this. Um, there was a time historically, we go back before the before the Soviet era, where the British had a really, really strong hand in Afghanistan. The the time of the Shahs, Nadir Shah and Zahir Shah and this time. Um, do you feel that Britain looks on with uh, in the situation, seeing the fact that America has withdrawn with any element of, um, you know, envy and um, a wish to sort of have more of a say in the political outcomes of the region? Uh, okay, that's, that's good in the political part. Uh, just let me uh, mention something. Uh, one of the, I don't remember who was that, the British uh, politician, Nana Ami, he said, when America decided to withdraw, we spoke with the Americans not to do it, but they say we will. He said, and I spoke with the European, let us replace America. But they all refused. And they tried to do something, and they're still trying to do something. Yeah. Britain has three times at least tried to يعني, keep taking over uh, Afghanistan. And that's a historical issue, long issue, and they have a big loss there. But again, they lost military, but politically, England was the one who has influence in Afghanistan. And the Shah was a British agent. Yep. The, the king, he was British, everyone know that. He was all British agent. The whole, the whole politi political class, before the Russia invasion, there was uh, b b British. America just new came, just very, very new, very, new, very yes. recent. Yep. Uh, Britain tried, and they will keep trying. Yeah, Ahmed Shah, this son, Ahmed Shah Masoud, the son of Ahmed Shah Masoud, what did they do? That's British. That's the head of the Kufr. They took him when he was young to Britain, take him to their universities, special universities. In one London. of them is, yeah. one of them, Sandhurst. Yep. Sandhurst, that's where, where all politicians in the Middle East, pro-England, they have studied there. And they give him a chance. And he studied in three main um, uh, British universities and colleges. One of them is Sandhurst. And then they send him back to, to Afghanistan. Yep. Again, that's, that's, that's England. That's why we should not underestimate their aims. Yep. Uh, yes, they're still there. They have their agent. America have their agent. America have the surrounding in Iran, in Pakistan, in Central Asia. Yep. And, and, and that's the reason I mention it, because, you know, I don't, not to take the attention away from um, Taliban, what they should do, and, but it's just, um, just to point the magnitude of, you know, anyone who has walked into Afghanistan have walked into it with the kind of arrogance to think that they can dominate this landlocked region. Yes. And so there's a lot of enemies here, Britain, Russia, yes. China, America, you know, yes. and uh, there's a real need for Taliban to really be conscious of all of that, of course, um, and, you know, move on its basis. That, that should give Taliban the, the confidence in itself that it is a big history issue. Yep. Don't lose it. Don't destroy it. Don't miss it. And if they surround you in Afghanistan only, it's a matter of time you will lose. If you stay in Afghanistan only, with what Wasim has mentioned, the shortage in everything, what can you do? What yeah. can you do? It's just yeah. two, three, four, five times, then people will be on the street with hundreds and with millions on the street, demonstration against Taliban. Mm -hmm. That's what will happen. And take from other countries the, 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 the experience. They all have lost. Compromising is just a matter of time when you will lose. Yeah. Try the way of Allah SWT, the challenge. Try this way, the way of Allah SWT, where no one in the last century has tried. That's your option now. May Allah SWT make it easy for you, so help you. Inshallah, you will be successful there. And the Ummah is ready. Wallahi, the Ummah, now the issue of Khilafah in Pakistan is number one. Hatta in Afghanistan, are they going to declare Khilafah? No, no, it's not time. It's just a matter of time later on. The Ummah is waiting. The Ummah is suffering. The Ummah is hoping anyone to come with the concept of Islam for the Ummah. That's why Allah give you this opportunity. Use it. And that's really the honor in the dunya and the akhirah, inshallah In addition to that, Awan, as a lot of the conversation at the moment is around the Taliban and what it can do, what it should do, what it has to do. Um, but a big part of the equation is what Muslims in the surrounding countries are prepared to do as well. We have a particular responsibility because the Taliban cannot do this job against America, against Britain, against Europe, against China, against Russia by itself. The Ummah can do that. 
um, and the Ummah has to do that. And there's a very big um, conversation that needs to be had about how we can, as an Ummah, support the Taliban, um, in particular, those Muslims in the surrounding countries. That's, uh, so again, that's, that's, that's the point where Taliban has to start with it saying, secretly or openly, that's our decision, we will take it. Here the door will open for everyone to join, say, I can do that, I can do that, I will do that, I can help with that. But if you close the door, Taliban, say, no, I don't want, I'm just a national state, I don't want to interfere in the other, I have no khilaf mashru'a uh, concept, here you close the door. But yeah. if they took the decision, that's what we want, wallahi, then the door open for all sincere Muslims to offer, and, and they are, they are in the surrounding area, uh, they all will say, we are here, let us sit down, speak what you want from us, what can we do, offer what we have to do. That's why the message to them, the Ummah is ready, sincere people are ready, there are many resources, just for you, Allah give you this victory, say, okay, we want to build on it to go further. If you do that, you will find how much the Muslim can help in this issue. And America is very conscious of this point, because one of the, one of the main uh, pillars of the Doha Agreement is the need for the Taliban to recognize the international community and the international law, which is just another way of saying that the Taliban has to accept to remain within the the, the parameters of the borders of Afghanistan and cut itself off from the rest of the Ummah. Uh, because the American know if they do that, stay in the, within Afghanistan, but all the time they, they will kill them. The Americans are not stupid. They are, as I mentioned before, they are not stupid, they have experience, they have the power, and they know exactly what is the true risk on the Western influence in the, in the region. Mm -hmm. It is to expand, to destroy those international law, the border, and to go to the Ummah. There are two elements, Islam and Ummah. Islam and Ummah. If you uh, destroy any one of them, forget any one of those two, Islam or Ummah, uh, you will lose. Put those together, combine those together, walk on Islam as wide for the ummah as wide and you will find inshallah ta'ala the, 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 the victory ta'ala. Uh, i just want to reiterate some of the the good points that have been made so we we said you know the taliban should not care for seeking uh you know the legitimacy of the international community yes. they should really capitalize on this opportunity that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed them with and they should sort of do so by opening their doors to you know um muslims outside of afghanistan uh, from other countries. I want to tease out that third point a little bit more and just maybe have a chat about what does that look like? So if Taliban was to say, okay, we open our doors, are they inviting uh, an arsenal of just specialists um, in terms of state building, architecture, infrastructure? Like what does that look like for Afghanistan, uh, for the Taliban? What does it mean to, to open their doors to Muslims? Okay, okay, okay. sorry. To, okay, I will jump a little bit here. For sure, there are here many levels. One of them, look, I want now to focus on Afghanistan. I need specialists, need advice, need to walk inside. That means I will be isolated. What can I do in Afghanistan? Agriculture, uh, uh, resources, uh, uh, industry, military. What do I really I need inside Afghanistan? Here you need support, you need help. And uh, hatta on the state level, political, how to do it, you know. Here you need and you will find support. Secondly, outside, Okay, we will do, okay, you say, maybe I will say, I cannot send my troops from Afghanistan to, to, to Pakistan, you don't need it. The people in Pakistan, they will say, okay, we will offer our help, we will do. Now, try support them, indirect, direct, whatever, and they will do the change inside Pakistan. If just the, 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 the understanding is there, that here Afghanistan is the basis for Islam, just join, and here the sincere one, they try to think, and there are many inside Pakistan, they are thinking just they need the start point. Yeah. And here we will sit down with them for sure secretly. Let us do, let us sit down, let us speak how to help each other to do that you do change inside Pakistan. What can we do inside Uzbekistan? Yeah, yeah, Are yeah. millions of Muslims waiting in Tajikistan? You know, but even here, it is more than one front level you yeah. need. Just if you take the decision, I will do it. And then that will all come together. I so think, um, sorry, I read, I read an article that was talking about Chinese the mining companies that are offering contracts to go in and you know help extract minerals like rare minerals that were discovered within the last year or so in Afghanistan. So that's probably a classic example, I suppose, of you know give that contract to a Muslim uh, organization or a Muslim company um, instead of offering that over to China. 
Um, Wasim, would you like to add something to that as well? Look, what would enable this to happen is the creation of a, a political space that allows an independent, uh, independent will. Um, there are a lot of decisions that need to be made and there are a lot of people breathing down the neck of the Taliban at the moment and they need certain elements, uh, certain support points that will give them the space to make those very difficult decisions. Um, on the question of an international community, as an example, uh, we need to be very cautious of principles like this because ironically it was the support of the international community that gave legitimacy to the occupation of Afghanistan in the first place. Yep. So we need to know, or we need to be very clear about our rejection of um, a, you know, a, 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 an approach to politics yep. um, that, um, that serves to, to harm us rather than support us. Uh, from the other angle, um, we need to um, de develop, you know, the experience in, in, Pal in the Palestinian struggle, the experience, there, uh, what we witness in Syria, those things that we think are borders um, are imaginary lines. Um, we saw in the last uprising in Palestine, for instance, um, countless Muslims from uh, Egypt from the Egyptian side, from the Lebanese side, from the Jordanian side, especially rushed to the borders demanding to go in. Um, when the events happened in Syria in the way that they did, that the line between Syria and Iraq disappeared overnight. It has, very, it has no significance in the eyes of the Muslims. In the case of Afghanistan, for instance, historically, a, a significant portion of the fighting capital emerged from Pakistan, not Afghanistan itself, until successive uh, rulers in Pakistan closed the borders um, and eliminated the, the flow of fighters into Afghanistan. So the idea that there exists a division between us is only imaginary and only conceptualized and spoken about by the Kuffar, but that has zero significance in the eyes of the Muslims. So there needs to be the pursuance of policies uh, that gradually erode the concept of these hard borders between uh, neighboring Muslim countries. Now, again, no one's going to click their fingers and overnight they're going to disappear. But we need to be initiating policies where those borders, uh, those hard borders gradually erode over time. And you need to be encouraging policies that serve that purpose. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we have um, recent news from the New York Post, um, CIA Director William Burns. I'm just going to read this a little bit. Um, he held a secret meeting in Afghanistan just Monday this week, earlier this week, yes. um, with the Taliban's the de facto leader, Abdul Ghani Baradar. Um, he, that's the highest level of diplomatic encounter between America and Taliban since the withdrawal began. Um, and I just want to, you know, I just want to ask on that. Um, America's obviously, you know, Wasim, you hinted at this. <clears throat> America's going to continue to play a very active, in fact, you know, they're probably playing more of an active role of interference they did than they did in the last two years whilst they were there actively on the ground. Um, how, how, we, uh, how, how do we want to sort of view the ongoing relationship between um, Taliban and America, but from the point of view of how they should have this conversation in public? Because there's a lot of people that are talking about you can't expect the Taliban to come out and, you know, say this in public, or you can't expect the Taliban to come out and just cut all ties with America. And, you know, they, 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 there's one side that says um, the Taliban should not hold these press conferences, you know, appealing to notions of international community. And the other side is saying it's unrealistic for you to expect that they will just cut off all ties, you know. So um, I just want some commentary on that because I know there are viewers that are thinking along these lines and would love to hear some commentary along those lines. Abu Anas, if you will. Good, good. Look, uh, again, again, again. Once I want, I don't want to go further than the one century. One century experience to sit down with the Americans, with the American president, with the American politician with CIA chef, to sit down with them in itself is not a victory. Don't say, I have forced them to recognize me, to sit down with me. Don't say that. To sit down with them is not a, a successful thing. Look to all ex-politicians in Muslim countries. They sit down with, with Musharraf in, in, in Pakistan. How many times? 
and he they kick him as 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 as, as nothing. They sit down with uh, in in Sudan the 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 Bashir. They put now in prison with Gaddafi. How many times they killed him with Saddam Hussein? Many meetings was before sometimes, and then they just, the, with with Tunisia with with Morsi with with with. The sitting down with them doesn't mean they have lost. Yeah. They put just the 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 noose. The loose on, 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 on your neck. It's a matter yeah. of time. That's one. To, uh, to say to cut the relation doesn't mean I have zero relation. You can deal with anyone in the world, but based on what you want, not on what they want, on what really you want to achieve, not on what they dictate. Yeah. That is, it is the platform you are working in. Are you accepting the condition they put? That is the, the, the killing point. I don't say you will have zero relation or contact with anyone in the world. That's not I don't say that, but that based on what? Here, if you know their aim inside the country, you know their aims, you have to start disable their aims. They have time bombs, you have to start disable those time bombs. They want you not to go further, you have to start planning how to go further, to cross the borders. Even it is the matter that you have your own project, you work on your own project, after that you can deal with anyone, you can speak with anyone, you have contact with anyone, I don't care about that. But as long you know what I am, what do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? You know you, his enemy, he has his plans. As long you do that, do. I, do, I will not say not. But if you accept their condition, to play on their the, 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 the condition, here you have lost. And we should not underestimate them. If they smile to me, um, you are a great man. You are Now when they say today, today they say, with the one who took this uh, bombs in, in Kabul airport, they say, American president say, for, for sure, they are not Taliban. Taliban has no relation with 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 with, with uh, this Islamic State issue, Daesh issue, whatever. Yep. Don't say, ah, oh, mashallah, they give me a green uh, yep. light. No, basically, no. you should not be looking at what America thinks of you, even if it's positive, negative. No one cares. Exactly. What America exactly, thinks exactly. of you. Exactly. Yep. Enemy, you deal with him as enemy, 100%. Don't forget that one second that they are enemy, and they are deadly enemy. Yep. As long you do that. And you know their project, what they want to achieve. You know what you want to achieve, and you work for your own. Uh, I, I'm not stupid to say, well, I just don't speak with anyone in the world. Yeah, 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 yes. Look on that on that point. If I could add, um, look, we talk, we talk, we speak about uh, the various elements that currently in American possession, where it seeks to extend its influence. Um, but it, the Taliban has significant elements in its possession too. Um, it's not a false binary in terms of whether we should or should not engage. Uh, we can't close our eyes to the world. And it's not as if the Prophet ﷺ never accepted to negotiate um, with the Quraysh, for instance. Um, what we need to question um, and seek to address is the imbalance of power between the negotiating partners. And we shouldn't forget at all that what we refer, what is referred to today as Taliban 2.0 only emerged after the assassination of successive hardline leaders at the hands of America. And so America chose who it's who it sought to negotiate with and who it thought could uh, could agree to an acceptable compromise. Um, but the hardliners who would take a more stronger position in relation to America were uh, were assassinated many years many years ago. Secondly, what we need to think about is, what are the elements in the hands of the Taliban such that it can influence future outcomes? Um, and the first and most important point is that all Islamic movements have a fundamental um, a fundamental consideration uh, to to answer, and that is whether they derive their power through legitimacy of the international community, meaning as Abu Anas described, the enemies of the Ummah, or do they seek to derive their legitimacy and their power through the Ummah? And through the elements that exist within the ummah, and this is a fundamental. Uh, this is the only binary that needs to be considered for for every Islamic movement. Uh, the the simple fact is, America is withdrawing because it is overstretched, it is overburdened, it is broken inside and outside of America. Um, and as America has some elements in its hands, the ummah has many elements in its hands too. And the problem with nationalist Islamist movements is that they restrict their area of influence and that restriction plays on their perceptions of their own strengths. 
Um, if they're only looking at it in terms of what the dollar band possesses in terms of power, then the consideration is going to be very low. But if the question is what does the ummah possess in power, then the considerations are going to be very high. And the Taliban need to need to reorient its thinking such that it recognizes that the Ummah has a role to play in this. It's not just the Taliban against America or negotiating with America, it's the Ummah negotiating with America. And that means there are many elements of pressure, there are many policy measures and there are many fires that, that can be lit, that can influence policy outcomes inside and outside of Afghanistan. And so it's not as if the Taliban is restricted on what it can do. It is only restricted by its own imagination and by its own uh, lack of dependency on the Ummah. I think, um, I think even on the question of what level of support do um, Afghans, uh, do, does the Taliban enjoy amongst locals even on that question i think if the if the taliban were to lead by example you know instead of addressing the factionism um by words they address it by deed by opening up i think that will send the strongest possible message to locals as well that you know that itself would would unite the people of afghanistan that this is a, a project on a whole new level that we haven't witnessed uh you know to this day yeah, if I can, just uh, uh, Brother Sufyan, you know, they speak much about this woman issue, woman freedoms, woman, woman. If you I listen to the news every day, I maybe... Trying, I was trying not to give that in here. I start really say, what's wrong? I wish I am a woman, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it was. So let me say to Taliban, to the brother in Taliban, if you start compromising this issue, wallahi, you will lose the whole struggle within, within, within very, very short time. The Ummah in Afghanistan are Muslims. The women are Muslims. Islam is so deep. Don't be uh, naive. There are someone should can be naive. Ah, let us compromise this issue. Yeah. The women, they love their deen. They carry this hundred thousand of years. They carry their hijab, their niqab. If you start compromising here, say, okay, let the woman go next, next, next on the street. You will lose it. There are maybe three, four, five hundred uh, thousand women. Uh, they are next on the street in the whole Afghanistan. But don't let the kuffar with this big voice, you know, push you away from the, the, the basement of Islam. But the deen is so, uh, there's a British sale. They say, after three times trying in Afghanistan, whenever we withdraw, everything go back to the origin. After we, okay, you make influence one, two, three, or 20 years. But when you leave, the ummah go back to the origin. And that's Islam. Faidan, to hang on Islam, forget, okay, I don't say it. I speak about this, deal with women as Muslims. I, for sure here, the door is open, but not with the kuffar vision, what they want to, you to do. If you do that, as example, if you do that, just you lose. Well, if you allow just one single woman through law, to make a law, you know, and just one single woman coming out in the media, openly, in your TV, next, without her, you will lose the struggle. The struggle will be start within inside Taliban faith, within the Ummah, you will lose the trust, you will lose the respect, and they say he start compromising. In here, you want to have victory, and when they have, when they enter the palace, they read, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ Nasr Allah is the victory for Allah, not a victory for Islamic group, not you come to the power, it's Islam who come to the power, keep reminding this one. But that's really maybe, really a good reminder, hang on Islam, 100%, and forget what the kuffar, their propaganda, their media, who will listen to their media? Who will listen to it? Maybe as again, few hundred people, and that's all. And they have no influence inside Afghanistan. And if you do that, you will isolate those secular ones. You have to let the ummah look to them as agent, enemy of Islam. Here you will be successful. Um, maybe as a, as a final note, um, I, I want to just, um, get your comments on, you know, we did speak about some of the positives as well, for those insightful comments, Wasim, that want to dwell on, you know, superpowers and stuff. There's a lot of positives to focus on as well. And we pray the Taliban will move in that positive direction. Sure. But one thing that I think, you know, was triggered when you were talking about, um, you know, winning the trust or losing the trust of the average Muslim is, is a matter of minutes, you know, like you, the Muslims have, been um, duped and like deceived so many times it will take one false flag for you to lose the trust right so it's so so important um i you read online these conversations and amongst muslims about 
how um, when the Prophet ﷺ entered Mecca, he forgave. And I, and I read some beautiful comments, you know, about there were six individuals that he didn't forgive. Sorry. There's certain, and so I think in the, in the commentary was directed towards the enemies of Islam and also the enemies of Islam in the form of hypocrites, in the form of people like Karzai and others, you know, who we shouldn't have this power sharing with them. So I think that's one thing in particular that the Ummah is very skeptical of. If you see, it's always been the case in Pakistan as well. Imran Khan comes to power, but his entire cabinet is identical to the cabinet that Musharraf had as well. And, you know, the Ummah quickly loses trust over these things. So I think I just wanted to stress this point. I thought that it's really important that power sharing in that form with people who have just long been traders and representatives of, of, of the enemies is probably a massive uh, no-go zone for the average Muslim. Your thoughts? Uh, inshallah, I agree with you 100%. Maybe it looks like there is a sarab, uh, there is a mirage. Mirage. That is, uh, people will accept me if I do that. And I am, mashallah, good, open for every open minded and accept. But here you lose Allah support, the Ummah support. Straight away. That's why don't look to the shortest uh, way. Look to the true, the right way. And the right way is the one can secure you. Don't let them be careful. They don't push you a little bit away from what Allah revealed to you. If you accept that, then the door, then the Ummah will say, ah, they, he accept that. Why not, why not that? Why not that? Why not that? Where is the end? Yeah. And here you have lost everything. Don't uh, rely a little bit on the Kuffar. Don't rely on them. Those ayahs, this Quran should be really our really life implementation. Be our political guidelines, I suppose. It is, it is. That's why the najat of sidq to be secure is it through the truth. The truth, Allah will be with you. Still, if the whole world look like, but through the iman, that's why we call for iman. And alhamdulillah, they are mu'mineen. I have no doubt on that. Patience, patience. Look to your ummah, uh, look to the future, look to the examples. For that's all is your food. Not compromising, not the kuffar, not they agree with you, not international council, not, not, that's all is your enemy. And alhamdulillah, we trust your brother just, wallahi, inshallah, everything around us in the world say, the whole world is awaiting for a new order for a new political class who are worried about the human being. And you as Muslim are the one who do it. Look when America invades Iraq, what they have done? What have they done when they invade Iraq? When they get successful, they say victory. They destroy rapes. When the Second World War, when the Americans, the Britain, the French went to Germany, the Russian, how many millions of women, German women was raped? That's their, that's, we know them. Those people cannot lecturing us. We should not listen to them, not one single second. We know them very well. The Ummah know them. They killed millions of Muslims. If the Ummah who was killed in Afghanistan, the people, and they look to you, you compromise with America. How can you trust? How can they trust you again? How? And every single one in Afghanistan somehow has been affected by American invasions. That's why, just I say, you know, try to, to, to threaten you. Be careful. Be, no, no, no. They was not able 20 years. They occupied the country 20 years. They lost. Build on that. But that's my, يعني, uh, on your comment. Sorry, I, I talked a long time. But... No, absolutely um, insightful comments, and we very much appreciate them. Uh, any final words from yourself, Wasim? Look, I could only reiterate what's already been said. Um, look, Allah blesses his sincere servants. Um, but the test is now whether they will stick to uh, stick to to what they for decades have been saying. Um, it takes decades to win the trust of the people. It takes decades to uh, to to pass through a test that Allah Subhanahu sets for you. But all of that can be undone overnight if you move just one inch away from from what gave you power and strength. Uh, you uh, uh, you have been approached to negotiate with on behalf of the Muslims of Afghanistan because you represent the sentiments of the Muslims of Afghanistan um, and they are Muslims who desire Islam by and large 
Um, don't turn away from that. Um, don't invest your efforts in establishing a power base on the back of the help or the assistance or the legitimacy of the kuffar. Look towards your ummah. Um, you want what the ummah wants and we want what you want. Um, there are the lesson of all Islamic movements is if they start to represent other than what historically they have represented then their legitimacy in the eyes of the people, which ultimately is the source of their power and the source of their strength will decimate, be decimated overnight. Uh, so widen your horizons, extend your arms uh, to the Muslims globally um, in the region and outside the region, uh, because only together as an ummah can we confront the myriad challenges that inevitably you're going to face. Absolutely. Barakallahu feekum, brothers Anas, uh, Abu Anas and Wasim. Uh, very much appreciate your time and your thoughts tonight. Uh, lots to take away, lots of lessons. You know, those ayat of the Quran um, that you mentioned, Abu Anas, they're like glittering words that we should adorn, not just, you know, in calligraphy and in and decorative pieces, but as, as like guidelines for us in our politics, just as much as they are guidelines in the, in the spiritual aspects of our lives as well. So we'll end it on, the, on, on those beautiful words, inshallah. Um, thank you once again for, for joining and thank you all for listening. We had a very good um, attendance tonight. And so we really hope that the conversation continues um, and that we all partake in this conversation and this activism in whatever way we can. Barakallahu feekum. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.